Welcome to Armor on the Air. We are the Antimicrobial Resistance Mediation Outreach Podcast. We're out here working to slow the development and spread of bacterial infections that can no longer be killed by antibiotics. So this happens when we overuse and misuse antibiotics, the bacteria get exposed to them too much, they know what they're up against, and they figure out how to survive it. Which means if you are unlucky enough to catch that resistant infection, yeah, there's no way to treat it. If your body can't fight it off, you just die. So you'd think that given that information, we would be more careful with how we use antibiotics, but alas, we are not. So we have turned to our communities to encourage sustainable and responsible use of antibiotics until scientists can figure out another option. (laughs) Just give us some more time. It's only a little bleak. Yeah. Yeah, of course, there's other problems in the world, but this just seems so obvious. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like... You know it's coming. Alexander Fleming told us. He did. We're coming up to 100 years. (laughs) What are we going to do for that antibiotic discovery centennial? We're going to have the biggest party, yes. assuming COVID is not oh, a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we would, if we would, like, celebrate his, uh, or probably celebrate his publishing of the paper where he discovered penicillin, right? So in 29, 28. I mean, we could have several, we could have several parties. The publishing, the discovery, the Nobel Prize, the, Nobel Prize, yeah. um, the mass production of it yes. for use in, in military yes applications for soldiers who got super yeah right we can just have like a ton of parties (laughs) to celebrate antibiotics make up any excuse to have an antibiotics party and you know who's not invited antibiotics (laughs) they're not coming (laughs) coming. for his uh, for his uh, Nobel prize party i want like the quote about like the ignorant man may uh, underuse or misuse it which will lead to a resistance wait i want to find the quote because it's so good it's just oh Oh, Alexander. We're looking up the quote You're right so ahead now. so of your time. A warning, a warning from Fleming. Well, I mean, like, I guess that Where everyone who was really into that type of research, even back in the days, I think he, he got it in the 40s, I think, um, knew about this. Wow, this is so... About the resistance development of resistant right. bacteria. So it's not like it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Here, this is this is so such an eloquent statement his noble acceptance speech he ended with a warning for future generations quote i am funny now quote i would like to sound one note of warning penicillin is to all intents and purposes non-poisonous so there's no need to worry about giving an overdose there may be danger though in underdosage. dun 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 <laughs> onward he the key part that that caroline is referencing is where is it the part about the ignorant yeah, man who made the use or misuse it or something yeah because he goes on talking about how uh, how um, how you can find penicillin in a lot of product these days that like back in the 40s where mm-hmm. they just put it in of course like shaving cream and stuff where you get small ribs and stuff right so yeah and soap right <laughs> yeah he says he says quote Then there is the danger that the ignorant man may easily underdose himself and by exposing his microbes to non-lethal quantities of the drug, make them resistant. Hey! Hey! Party for Alexander Fleming. Yeah. It would be disappointing if antibiotic resistance is not 
at the very least widely addressed by the time that centennial comes yeah. around. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. He's probably rolling in his grave right now. How did when this die? <laughs> We're just like browsing the internet for our homeboy Fleming. <laughs> we already had like a, a whole episode about was it the discovery of antibiotics or was it penicillin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where we just talked about. We, we love that guy. Yeah, there's this one picture <laughs> of him where he just looks so disappointed like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as old white scientists go, he's, he's among the more handsome ones. Yeah. He's a little more humble, yeah. I think. But anyway, our our standing Alexander Fleming aside, Caroline, yeah. tell me about how you're doing. How's your week been going? <sighs> same old, same old. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, it's just you know, <laughs> I'm I'm very privileged in a lot of ways, but it still feels a little bit like a prison sometimes. Um, not really being able to do all the things you want to do, and then. Um, I went to pick off my husband from the university and we went home one day. It was like 36 degrees Celsius when it was so hot. Anyways, then we saw people having fun and bathing in the river. I was just like, I want to do that, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> uh, stop having fun. Uh. You could like make an agreement with like three friends to see no one else but each other yeah yeah and then like have a little bubble but i don't think that's what people yeah, yeah i don't think that's what people at the creek really hope that was what was happening yeah let's think the best of people yeah i would just i think that would take a, a degree of organization that is evidently not present in some of these groups yeah. how are you dana how's your week going so i have updates about my crazy like oh, yeah, how are experience. You? you look better um so, yeah, they're not hurting me anymore. Um, the infection passed because I had a really good cleaning regimen with Listerine and salt water. And uh, a, if you've ever heard the, the water flosser, it, it's, it's instead of like floss that's a string, it just like is bursts of high pressure water and that flosses your teeth. And so I've been I using... didn't know you could do that yourself. I thought it was a dentist thing. Well, I bought a little machine that cool. does it. Cool. Yeah. So I've been using that to clean out my little my little mouth holes where my wisdom teeth are like partially erupted, you know? Yeah. There's like that little flap of gum that's just like mm. the bacteria party. Um, the I went to the dentist. The <laughs> yeah. I went to the dentist on Monday and they made me pay $250, I think. Oh. I don't have dental oh. insurance, but it was like kind of urgent, right? So I paid $250 yeah. to do a CT scan of my teeth and they were like, you know, it was another $70 for the dentist to look at them, so I paid about a little over $300. And then the dentist was like, your wisdom teeth are, it's bad, like, it's so dangerous. This is, like, the worst case I've ever seen. And worse than that, like, they're all growing in sideways and upside down and backwards. And your nerves are, like, wrapped around them. So I can't take them out. You have to go to an oral surgeon. So I paid over $300 to be told that I have to go somewhere else. Tell you that's bad. It's very bad. And suddenly my teeth stopped you. hurting. <laughs> that's nice. Um, but at that same time, when he was looking in my mouth, he was like, I see a cavity. You should probably Aww. come back for a cleaning. Which is fair. I hadn't been to the dentist in like five or six years because didn't have dental insurance. And I didn't find a dentist out in Colorado after I moved mm -hmm. here, which is 
you know, bad. Don't don't do what I did. No, no, please, really. Don't I do mean, what I did. I have did. a story about something similar. Do not. So I went back on Wednesday for a cleaning and like a full mouth checkup. Caroline, guess how many cavities I have. Oh, please say just one. Oh no. Oh no. It's more than one, isn't it? I have ten cavities. What? It's oh, bad, no, right? Okay, so they're all really, really tiny, like su- okay. all super minor. Um, and I think, judging from what the hygienist was telling me, it seems I drink a lot of tea and coffee. Yeah. And I like to drink my tea and coffee with sugar in it. Well, and I take, student. Yeah, and I take like five hours to drink one cup of coffee. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it's in there for some so time. It's, yeah. yeah, so it's like exposing my teeth to sugar for like five straight hours. Um, and so that's, like, why it's so widespread. It isn't just, like, because I eat sugar, so it's not, like, localized to one part of my mouth. It's, like, a wash of, of sugar, um, yeah. like, every ten minutes for the, the whole the day. The pot is chaos. Every day for five years, like yeah. all the time. The bacteria the are having, like, such a party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, more food. Okay, think of food. Nice. No problem. Yes, exactly. So, um, I'm working to find dental insurance now so that I can go back and not go broke. So, that's where I'm at. I'm in good spirits, though. I'm glad that's that good. I'm getting back on track. Yes. Uh, pain is Pain is gone. Bad. Yeah. So, nice step. Yeah. And they did, they did no, offer me, like, painkillers and stuff. Yeah. They were like, are you in pain? And I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> They're like, do you need antibiotics? And I'm like, no. Definitely no. <laughs> Definitely no. <laughs> They even asked, like, after, like, should we give you antibiotics pre-treatment? Like, are you susceptible? And I'm like, no. I really really don't need that. (laughs) Please give that to someone who's going through chemo if necessary, but I do not need that. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Maybe we should do an episode about dentists and penicillin. Because... Probably. I did have a cool conversation with the doctor because I'm apparently like the only patient he's ever had that was asking him about what bacteria are causing cavities. Ooh. And so we had a cool like bacteria conversation. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean like if fun. you have bacteria and want to like eat teeth, that must be kind of like a hassle. I don't you even know if it's that they eat, they don't eat the teeth, they eat the sugar and attach to your teeth and then they secrete like slightly acidic waste products uh, okay, yeah, and that course. destroys the enamel okay. and breaks up Makes the, the teeth make a little little cave little home a little cave yes yes indeed they have their little their little bungalow where they they party and some of my cavities are like on two teeth but they're in between the teeth so they're like kissing in the middle why do you see yourself so positive, Dana? <laughs> I just, I'm more fascinated by the microbiology of my own ailments than I am upset about the fact that I'm ailing. Also, I think this would be a totally different story if I was actually hurting. Yes, probably, probably. So right now I'm like, it happens, it's harmless. I haven't been to the dentist in a long time. Yeah, we should probably get off topic. Yes, we're not here talking bit. about cavities. We're here to talk about... Something very different and very gross. Um, we're going to talk about a bacteria called Clostridium difficile, uh, which is a really, if you try to say it, it's weird. Like, it's the kind of word that you see written down and you think you know how to pronounce it, and then you say it out loud and you're like, oh god. It's, it's that kind of word. So we're just going to say I, C. Yes. diff. <laughs> yeah, this is C. diff. I, uh, I had only, for a long time, uh, I had only read it. 
So I just made up my own pronunciation How, in my head. What was your made-up pronunciation? I, well, first of all, in Danish it's called Clostridium difficilis. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought it was Clostridium difficilis. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, like, I, I, tried, I tried to, like, type it based yeah. on how I had been, like, reading it in my head, and it was also huh? wrong. <laughs> so it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's and hard. Nasty. So, C. diff is C. what we're going to talk about today. Um, Why are we this, talking about that today? We're talking about it because this, this, we're always harping on your microbiome and how it's, like, the most important mm. ecosystem in your body. Yeah. It's, and it's how it super helps important. you and all Yeah, so of pardon the pun, but that shit matters. So, <laughs> if you... <laughs> it's shit. C. diff Sorry. is a poop bacteria, so if you are eating right now, maybe pause this one and come back. It's... We're going to talk a lot about diarrhea and the treatment. Yes, and for people not... Uh... In the uh, in the area, thinks it's gross. But after you've yeah. like talked about it a lot of times, it just it stops being that gross. Right. And it just starts being part of life, yes. <laughs> like part of the. So we talk a anyway. lot about like bacterial infections, and especially antimicrobial resistant infections. You're gonna talk a lot about C. diff because they're 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 highly interconnected. So, so remember in a previous episode where I mentioned the donut analogy for the human body we're gonna revisit that so do you you remember you were there (laughs) (laughs) so the donut analogy essentially says that humans are glorified donuts here's why donuts have a very clear outside right which which you know it they're in the center of the donut on the outside there's the glaze right but then there's also an inside of the donut which is the doughy bits that are not glazed right the the body of the donut and those areas never touch right so the outside of the donut is essentially our skin right and then through up the inside of the hole of the donut that is our digestive tract so we have bacteria all over the digestive tract of our body and the skin outside of our body anywhere that the glaze would touch on a donut And, of course, that makes sense, right? Because these are parts of the body that are exposed to the outside. But then the inside, right, our tissue, our flesh, is sterile. You really, really don't want bacteria in there. Now, these bacteria that cover sort of the glazed part of the glorified human donut, we are covered in bacteria in all of these spaces. And they're so, so crucial because they occupy space and they occupy resources, right, in order to prevent, quote-unquote, bad bacteria from taking over. So if we wipe out these good bacteria that are sort of just chilling, um, then bad bacteria have a chance to sort of lock in and start taking more than they're entitled to. So Caroline, what kinds of things cause changes in our microbiome ecosystem? Well, uh, multiple things can uh cause changes. I mean, talking in this, uh, what do you say, in this area, um, an antibiotic co- a, a treatment of antibiotic would change that, um, especially like our gastrointestinal flora. Um, uh, also, if you have a strong change in diet or you have some kind of disease, that can also um, uh, change it. Um, yeah. So even lack of exercise and stress 
and non-antibiotic prescription drugs, all of these affect your microbiome. And scientists haven't totally explained why that correlation exists, but they know it's there. And so this microbiome is kind of like, I would even argue it's almost an organ that scientists haven't fully understood. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like discovering like all the depths of the ocean, really. There's so yes. many, and there's so many combinations too. Um, and just it varies from person to person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It's yeah, and it's, and it's an ecosystem, right? Yeah. So if one thing goes out of whack, a lot of different things go out of whack. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to not have sudden shifts in diet and even to have a diet that keeps your microbiome healthy. And so mm-hmm. I want to point out, the Western traditional diet, like American traditional diets of like fats and meats are actually really, really bad for your microbiome. You need a lot of fiber to keep bacteria healthy. Otherwise, the bacteria get sick. And then you get sick. And there's even been a lot of cases of, like, prescription drugs, even, like, cancer drugs, that work on, like, 60% of patients. They work remarkably well in 16% of patients. And then the other 40% have, like, no effect or even they make the situation worse. And scientists had no idea why that was. They thought it was genetic for a long time. But now we're pretty sure it has to do with the microbiome that bacteria in your gut are producing molecules that are interacting with the drugs you take and either turning them off or turning them into something toxic. So understanding the microbiome, I think, is going to be the future of medicine. Your doctor is going to, like, take samples from your gut Mm -hmm. and prescribe treatment that actually serves your own body's ecosystem rather than working against it. Yeah. I've heard that stuff that is, like, uh, fermented should be very good, like kimchi and... Oh, I've heard that Stuff too. like that. Um, yeah, for your Wine. microbiome. <laughs> it's not really my so. field of expertise, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's anyone's field of expertise. We're not we're not experts on this yet. We're, we're, no we're all still learning, right? right? But what we do know, what we know now, <laughs> is that when the microbiome gets shifted, you get C. diff. In a lot of cases, not always, but generally C. diff appears in folks who are older, so their microbiome is a little bit, a little bit weaker, um, than ours is when we're, like, young and robust and, what's that word? Vitality. (laughs) Um, so, C. diff also pops up in a lot of healthcare settings, right, because when when doctors treat you know a patient who happens to have C diff and then they go interact with another patient it can it can pass very easily, um, and you're treated with antibiotics in a hospital setting right and that can damage bacteria in your gut non specifically so if you have you know an E coli infection on your arm you also have E coli in your gut it's going to kill both of them it's not going to pick and choose the bad versus the good E coli right and so you need you you need the good E coli in order to stay healthy. But not always. So here's, I, I only recently learned about this. Apparently for the last 20 years, there have been outbreaks of C. diff, a new strain of C. diff that is resistant and can occupy space even if that microbiome space is not like disrupted through an external factor. So this particular strain is affecting young people and it's affecting people outside of the healthcare setting. So warning C. diff uh, could happen to you. Could I mean, come it's... to a neighborhood near you. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I mean, it's, 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 uh, 
yeah, that's scary. I mean, it's also super scary in hospitals because we have the 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 weak patients there to begin with. Like, and if you yep. got C diff, you probably should go to a hospital. So it's just an evil circle, or like spiral right. or whatever. Yeah. Caroline, what's terrible. the most common symptom of C diff? Oh, diarrhea, probably. Yeah, it's definitely diarrhea. It's a, <laughs> a lot. Pain. You get it is, you get sick. Yeah. <laughs> People are. Yeah, pain. your stomach hurts. Um, you generally have a fever or something like that too. Yeah. Um. Do you want to take a guess at how much diarrhea you'd have in a severe case? Oh, it's like crazy. When when the doctors would declare that you have severe C diff infection, how many times do you think you need to have diarrhea in a day? I mean, having been in a hospital and seeing how much diarrhea people can have. <laughs> Where does it all come from? Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 10, let's say 10. Oh, 15. 15, yeah. Yeah, so you have to have diarrhea 15 or more times a day. And and it's it's bad. It's like bloody it and times. watery. Like oh, it's yeah. it's bad diarrhea, um, and 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 that's that's what makes it a severe case of C diff. Where like, you you need to be hospitalized. You will probably die of dehydration otherwise, or yeah. some other sort of toxic in, in, infection in your in your in your stomach and your colon. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are mild cases of C diff um, where if you have diarrhea more than three times a day, you probably have. A mild case of C diff. So C diff is is an unkind. Like, Caroline, how often do you go to the bathroom to pee during the day? Well, I have diabetes, and you know the expression "pee like a diabetic." There you go. <laughs> but like, uh, well, I don't know. I probably go like something between five and seven times. Something. Okay, four, yeah. Four, so imagine four, going four, four. twice as often, more than twice as often, yeah. with diarrhea. And then having to poop, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, not really <laughs> like, poop, just like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this one is... the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, this is a serious disease. People get very sick and people can die, especially because it's often people who's weak to begin with who get this. Yeah. So uh, C-diff is not a joke, but diarrhea kind of is. that's a good explanation i like that so the reason why c diff is causing you so much diarrhea is because c diff hangs out in your intestines so it'll find a place in your intestines in your colon it'll latch onto the walls of your intestine or colon and it's gonna start just doing its thing being a bacteria building its own bungalow and getting together its bacteria buddies to get a party going and reproducing like mad um (laughs) what a party (laughs) what a party um so when it's all hanging out c diff just naturally um produces toxins that are damaging to your intestinal lining these are the kinds of cells that are monitoring water content in your intestines so as you can imagine if you kill and damage the cells that monitor the water content you're gonna get an accumulation of water content in your colon and you're gonna have to expel that somehow and it's going to be it's going to be diarrhea but because it's also damaging cells if it's a particularly bad case um there will be blood you you're going to start damaging blood vessels and, mm. and blood will start leaking um into the colon as well so bloody yeah, diarrhea if you have blood in your um, in your if, uh, in your stool thank you i was kind of looking for <laughs> a better word to use um often it's actually not uh, that dangerous but you should go to the doctor yes people get very afraid 
Yeah. Don't be afraid, but go to the doctor. <laughs> That's actually a good tip. I, I, I didn't know that. I would probably get very afraid. <laughs> yeah, it's very normal, but it's go to the doctor. Yeah. Little fun. Pharmacist advice here. Pharmacist advice. <laughs> so then, when you have such bad diarrhea for extended amounts of time, the thing that causes death in C. Oh, also, sorry, I have something to say. Share it. Yes, oh, sorry. tell us. Um, another pharmacist advice, very important. If you have diarrhea and it's bloody diarrhea, do not take stuff that stops diarrhea. You can get stuff that's like anti-diarrhea, so you stop pooping, but that is not if there is blood in your stool. Very, very important. Go to Why? the doctor. Because it could be dangerous and like, it could be very dangerous and you can't just like, if there's blood, it needs to get out, you know, like, you just shouldn't just stop it. Oh, toxic megacolon. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Don't, Wait, don't no, that's, that's actually a good segue. Let's talk yeah. about toxic megacolon. So the two, the two like most likely reasons for, for death or like why you would need to be hospitalized if you have C. diff is because you get dehydrated so, so rapidly that your kidneys just fail. They don't have enough water to function and they start causing damage to themselves. Um... Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, the bad thing, which I think Caroline might be hinting at, is called toxic megacolon. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, awful. It's, it's awful. I mean, it's a good description, but it still sounds funny. All, the, all those words are, yeah. are just, it's exactly what it sounds. It's, it's toxic because it's your body's waste products. It's mega because it's literally like expansion, mm. you know, growth of your colon. Um, so if your colon cannot expel gas or waste, um, which would happen hypothetically if you were taking antidiarrheal medication when your body needed to flush out something that was, that was toxic or, or bloody or watery or accumulating in your body, um, it becomes distended. It literally, like, grows and distorts just from, like, all of the accumulations, and it can rupture. Um, and then you then you need in, to go to the doctor very in very your body, and then you super yeah. need you need like emergency surgery to, to clean that clean that shit up. So, um, yeah, basically, it causes the infection to reach your internal tissues and reach your bloodstream. And if it reaches your bloodstream, we've talked we've talked about sepsis before. That's 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 bad. <laughs> um, basically, if you if you get a bacterial infection in your blood, you remember that symptoms of inflammation involve expanding your blood vessels so that the blood can reach the site of infection and deliver actual like resources, nutrients, and little fighting immune cells to sort of clear out that infection. Well, if the infection is all over the blood system and all of your blood vessels dilate at once, there is no more blood to get oxygen to your brain and you die. And it's painful and awful, and I think while it happens, if I understand correctly, you basically just hallucinate because you're, like, oxygen-deprived. <laughs> so you're, like, tripping in your last moments, and it's not great. Yeah, but it's probably not a good trip, so... No. That's not no, a good way to terrifying. go. No, it's probably terrifying. So, yeah, um, avoid toxic megacolon. Go to your doctor if you have some death. <laughs> yeah, well, so, Caroline, like Caroline you... what's worse to talk about? Toxic megacolon or black hairy tongue? Oh, black hairy tongue. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I don't I know. It. I don't know. Oh, God. Back hair time. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I'm sorry. It's, and it's, 
And the thing is that like uh, like uh, 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 toxic makeup cola is probably way more dangerous than black hairy tongue is. <laughs> well, black but... hairy tongue is not dangerous at all. It's, <laughs> it's just... completely harmless. <laughs> it's just, oh, for God. for listeners who are tuning in, and this is your first episode. Um, <laughs> first of all, I'm sorry. Second of all, black hairy tongue is a side effect of penicillin that causes dead cells to accumulate on your tongue, and it literally looks black and hairy. And I dare you to Google it. Don't don't do it. <laughs> Okay, Can so there's right. <laughs> there's one key reason why C. diff in particular is such a dangerous bacteria. Oh, it's not That's the, the megacolon. It's not the megacolon. <laughs> a lot of things can cause it. megacolon. Yeah. It's it's because C. diff is a sporulating bacteria, and we did an episode on sporulating bacteria. But here's the summary: bacteria form spores. Not all bacteria. Some bacteria can form spores when the environment is not serving them. So if they prefer to live in like moist, nutrient-rich environments, the human colon, for example, then when they're not in a colon, they essentially hibernate. But they hibernate in such a way that they create sort of a protective shell around themselves. They don't do anything. They sort of just hang out like that until really, really good conditions that they prefer wake them up again. While they're hibernating like this, They can essentially live forever, survive extreme cold, survive extreme heat, survive chemical warfare in the form of Clorox and Listerine and ethanol and anything else you would throw at bacteria, reasonably expecting it to kill that bacteria. Yeah, it can survive all of those. So C. diff travels in hospitals because people with C. diff go to the hospital, and then when they're living in the room... C. diff gets in the room, and then nurses can't clean it up with anything. <laughs> and then, I mean, if you have diarrhea more than 15 times a day, probably you're not going to make it to the bathroom all of the times. Oh. Now you have diarrhea in the in the room. Yeah, and I think that they actually make special hospital beds for, for people with, like, really bad cases of diarrhea. So I would imagine for situations like C. diff or uh, cholera, yeah. um, it's, it's just a mattress with a hole in the middle. Your butt just hangs down, I mean, and this is just a big bucket. I've never seen one of those, but in my mind, if I had to build one, I was, would go with something like with a hole in the See, middle that's, too. Yeah, I logical, mean, logical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah instead of having a lot of plastic, like, problem too. Yeah, some like tubing. To and I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. So watch out for sporulating bacteria in general. Also, I hope yeah. I've not like made our listeners afraid of going to hospitals now. No, no. And the thinking thing that with there's hospitals just, like, is everywhere. It's not. It's definitely not. Think about that. Plus, I mean, it's all where all of the resources is and all of the smart people and all of the machines that can keep you alive and stuff. Still go to the hospital. They're here to help you. And yeah, also to and take of course, there's, there's things you the can states. do. <laughs> Sorry. Was, Pharmaceutical companies in the States. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was a Denmark shout out, actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the good thing is that even sporulating bacteria can get cleaned off by soap and detergent, right? Because at the end of the day, they're still organic matter. So they are still able to be washed off with detergent. Uh, for those of you who don't know, detergent actually is half a molecule that likes water and half a molecule that hates water mm-hmm. and organic matter is very like oily it behaves a lot like oil so oil like doesn't mix with water at all it'll form like little bubbles and separate from water 
So, like, if you've ever tried to, like, rinse off a greasy pan and it just doesn't do anything, yeah, it's because water and oil just do not interact, so water mm. can't pick it up. But detergent binds to the oil on one side and the water on the other side, so then you can rinse like, off. Let's go for a ride! Vroom. Let's go for a ride. It's like a big chain, like, yeah. big train with oil, detergent, and water, and that's mm. how you, that's how detergent and soap works, so... You're not actually killing bacteria when you wash your hands. You're just using a certain molecule that washes the bacteria off of your hands. So the good news is that spores can still be cleaned off with detergent. So the best thing that you can do uh, to protect yourself from C. diff when you're in a hospital, when you're hanging out, uh, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Don't touch your face, wash your hands. Because it actually, like, this is one of those cases where, like, this is really key to, to preventing contamination by C. diff. But let's talk about treatment. Oh, C. diff treatment. C. diff treatment. Well, treated with antibiotics, it's still... Uh, Isn't that ironic? What can you do, man? What I can mean, you do, man? what else would you do? Maybe, let me just think about it. And hopefully I we- don't make, like, a... A very, uh, should we uh, inject it to your life? <laughs> Sorry, double. We've yeah. backed ourselves up into so, a corner here where antibiotics are the problem and the solution. Yes. But I then mean, there's also... What Sorry, else could you do? No, no, I'm just like thinking about what Ooh, else yes, could you no, do with antibiotics. Yes. No, 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 yeah, be, be, be a scientist. Tell me how you would treat something like this. I mean... First, I was thinking like something like uh, like some kind of uh, like uh, what do you call it like race like um um uh, sorry words like radioactive like like um like <laughs> what to say if you could like shoot it with a beam that would kill it right there. Well, I mean, you're you're I mean you're sort of extreme. getting there. <laughs> you, you, you're sort of like no no but like. Like eliminate the diseased part of the colon somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is that is actually the, the next treatment I had on my list is yeah. you you can go into surgery oh. and they can just like pop out the chunk that's yeah. But then you lose a, a maybe functioning at some point part of your colon. I mean, it is a long organ, Pick your so you could like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm yeah, no, yeah, it's a, because it's, everything it's a, it's else a would be so invasive, organ, so... right? Yeah, yeah, and then and then you can get like a colostomy bag. If you need it, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah there's, there's options long, there. If it's a long, long piece, if yeah. it's too much of the colon, yeah. So fun but, fact. Yeah, antibiotics. C diff, antibiotics. Yeah. yeah. Um, C diff actually oh, reoccurs. Oh, Wait, what? I think about like phage therapy, therapy like a uh, phage, like the thing that eats uh, bacteria, like uh, oh phage therapy. Phage. That's a third. <laughs> Potentially, I just worry that that would also be dangerous for other bacteria. In the oh, yeah, bio. that's true. It should be very targeted. I mean, but also antibiotics are too, so. Yeah. No, anyways. Yes, let's anyways, uh, talk I was about say <laughs> what that people C. diff, actually do. Right, so in 20% of cases, of C. diff cases, um, it comes back. That's a lot of comeback. Right, because if you throw in a bunch of antibiotics that are going to kill... C. diff, and it's like, hey, this environment sucks, it sporulates, and then the antibiotic goes away, and it wakes up, and so your infection can come back that way, or they just got unlucky enough that they got it from someone else. 
which can also happen. Um, and so in this case, the treatment is slightly different for like persistent C. diff cases. Um, more antibiotics, first of all, they're, they're not going to stop. Um, but then because the antibiotics are clearing out even more bacteria in your microbiome in addition to the C. diff, um, you want to repopulate that space as quickly as possible with healthy bacteria so that the C. diff can't gain a foothold again. And so they'll use um, a fecal microbiota transplant. Yay! Yay! Do you want to tell so us about cool. that? Yeah, well, basically, as we... Well, if... Your, your gastrointestinal tract needs bacteria uh, um, to do its thing. Um, and it needs certain bacteria to do its things right. Uh, and some treatments uh, kills a lot of bacteria in your gut. So what you can do is you can, from a healthy person, take some of their uh, microbiome. Basically, often you take their poo and then you rinse yep. it and take their bacteria. And then in order for it to go to the right place of the colon, they put it in a capsule. And this capsule is made of a certain material that only dissolves in certain type parts of the body, especially in the colon where it needs to go. So you actually take a little capsule with a little poo made poop bacteria in it, and you swallow it, and it goes down, and it uh, repopulates your colon, and everyone is happy again. Yep. And it sounds I mean, disgusting, it does, but it's but really it's, not. It's actually, like, yeah. a really good treatment for It's C-Dev. so smart. It's so smart, especially knowing all that we know about the, uh, like, the gastrointestinal flora. Um, it's so smart, and there's, there's so mm-hmm. much research being done in this area, because it is such a big part of healthy life. Um, and yeah, first when I heard about it, I was like, okay, it's probably like a um, suppository, like something that goes well, up the butt. They will do that sometimes. Okay, but the thing is that there's only, only a certain. I mean, stuff you can only, only make goes it so in. Far. You can only make it so far, and stuff only travels in one direction in the colon. Um. So yeah, you kind of have to go by mouth most times. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't probiotics work? Well, the thing about probiotic, well... I heard a doctor explain this to me once. He was a doctor who specialized in, like, using the micro... You were, you were at that presentation, yeah. but he was specialized in using, like, the microbiome to treat illnesses, a variety mm-hmm. of illnesses. And he was like, now these probiotics fools are doing it wrong. <laughs> and I was like, wow, shade. I, but, I yeah. think... I, I'm not sure, actually. Um, but I think the thing is, the the thing about, like, getting to the right target that is basically the problem right that's pretty much Um, it yeah yeah. because your body is gonna break down the food Mm -hmm. from a probiotic like if you eat yogurt or something Mm. those bacteria and everything that's in there are going to start getting attacked by things like stomach acid yeah exactly right you like bacteria is mostly made out of protein like Mm -hmm. your body is and proteins are being uh, dissolved in your stomach um, mm-hmm. just like that's why you also you can't take oral insulin for example because that's also an amino acid and like that's... so it'll break it up in your, in your yeah. belly yeah um, so yeah so with that grim finish you know the first time it's I, actually, I think we that... I think we're finished at a high note like us I being think excited so, about it. it's true it's true it's not like tuberculosis where it's like sorry everybody you literally can't <laughs> it's like so tough like what was it how many people was it that had tuberculosis in the world it was like crazy like what what a fall of like, the population population yeah or something. Like, yeah it, it was it was an absolutely like 
go listen to our tuberculosis uh, <laughs> adjective <episode>. number yeah, yeah. i <laughs> but we can finish on an even higher note by yes. sharing some tips of things you can do so first of all wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands wash your hands please wash your hygiene hands. please 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 wash your hands um and don't take antibiotics if you don't have to now that you know that this is a risk of any antibiotic you ever take mm. Maybe you'll be a little bit more careful when next time you want an antibiotic for a cold. Yeah. I'm just saying. Who does that? <laughs> but I've so heard don't... that a lot of time it's because people go to the doctor and then they're dude, I'm so sick. And he's like, this is a virus. You need to go home and rest. And he's like, but what if it's not? And then they want, they want something from the doctor. The feeling of leaving the doctor with just the news, like you did. Sorry, we can't help you. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else need to help you in that case. But like... It, it feels unsatisfying. So the doctor's like, sure, I can give you this because, like, I don't know, maybe you also have, like, a very weak... Well, here we go. Penicillin. Yeah. No, no, what they get again. Phenoxymethyl penicillin. For... for no. <laughs> Anyways, never mind. Anyways, don't take antibiotics unless you really, 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 really have to and recognize that yes. this is a side effect, this is a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, definitely avoid contact with someone who has C. diff. Yes. It just it's hard, it I guess, because easily. yeah, but, but I think the thing is, like, you kind of want to go and see your loved one if they're sick, right? Um, rush, wash your hands, maybe super wash your hands, stay a bit, yeah, um, some distance. Yeah. Yeah, I do My, wonder uh, how doctors approach patients with C diff. That's a good question. These are this is a if you are a doctor. We have a lot of questions. Please come on our podcast. Tell We'd us. love to talk to you, especially if you're an American doctor. Because <laughs> we have a I lot have of no questions. idea how it works over here. <laughs> Dear American doctors, yes, please. please give us more information. We yes. want to understand. Yeah, that's the thing. I just want to understand. Yeah. But that about that about wraps it up. So, if you want to keep listening to us, we record podcasts every week to keep you informed about the landscape of global health as it relates to antimicrobial resistance, so you can keep up with us wherever you get your podcasts. We also hang out every Tuesday over Zoom. We are still social distancing. So if you want to hang out with us, drop us an email at armor at colorado.edu and we'll get that link to you. If you aren't part of the Boulder, Colorado community and you recognize that your community has unique needs, you should start your own chapter. You can visit our website to learn more at arclabs.org forward slash armor. And of course, We are on social media, so find us on Instagram and Twitter at CU underscore armor. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Dana from the future here. I wanted to let you all know that we are taking next week off of releasing an episode. We're going to take a week off recording, try to relax a little bit, but we'll be right back the following week. So tune in for that one. Thanks for listening.